episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there, from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Bedrick. We are such a culture of busy. We have to find the time and energy to go to work, to take care of our homes and our families, maybe do some physical activity, engage in all the social obligations, and on and on. This hardly leaves us with any time to go outside, to get fresh air, or to just enjoy nature in general. Our next guest, Sarah Ivins, is the best-selling author of Forest Therapy, Seasonal Ways to Embrace Nature for a Happier You. Sarah is here to talk about the tremendous benefits of nature, as well as the concept of forest bathing and the value of this practice. Hi, Sarah. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So your book sounds really fascinating. Before we jump in, tell me a little bit about you and the work that you're currently doing in the field. Well, my work really came about for very, very personal reasons that about 10 years ago, I had a very stressful job. I was running a weekly magazine in New York City. And even though my life looks marvelous and exciting and glamorous, I was kind of miserable. I felt very, very gray. And I knew that the big thing that I'd removed from my life, the one thing that I hadn't added was nature. I'd sort of cut myself off from this life that I had when I was growing up in England, where I was very connected to the forest beyond my parents' house and very connected to being outside and observing the weather and animals and just the natural world in general. And I'd cut myself off from that. And I felt within me this like mounting stress and anxiety. And I knew I had to do something about it. So this was about 10 years ago. I started understanding what was going wrong in my life and trying to research how to get it back into my life. And at this time, I was also trying to get pregnant and it wasn't happening for me. And I started reading papers about infertility as well and what you could do to help yourself and help your body and just be all around healthier. And I read a lot about nature therapy at that point too. Although... Okay. So my love for forest therapy and connecting with nature comes from a really, really personal place that I needed it. I needed it. And so then you realized that this had helped you personally tremendously. And so this led then to research around, I'm assuming this is where your book was generated from? Yes. So around the time that I then started incorporating into my own daily life, and talking about it a lot with friends and with parents that because I then got pregnant and with the people that I was surrounding my my world that were in my life. At the same time, I was doing a PhD. So research became an everyday part of my routine. And I thought, one, I'm researching the changing social policy for women in Britain in the 20th century, which was what my thesis was about. I'm going to start researching why When I go out for a 20-minute walk every day, I feel calmer. I'm going to start researching why when I, you know, wrap up warm, even when it's cold, and sit on my porch to read rather than being in my house, why I sleep better at night. 
So I started doing all this research and I got, I became a bit obsessed. I read hundreds and hundreds of academic papers and studies and research statistics. And then I distilled them down to my book, which is called Forest Therapy, which really offers everyone from busy parents working, you know, mums or couples that need to reconnect, that are finding they're missing each other in their space that we're all in, where we like, you know, we work and then we're on our social media and we're not connected with each other or with the natural world around us. I gathered all this research that proved why we were, why this was so bad for us and why we needed to go back to doing basically what we all did as children. When, you know, when you're a child, you run and jump in muddy puddles, you love the sound of the rain, you get excited by a thunderstorm. You like chase your friends with sticks that you find in the forest. And then suddenly yeah. we're adults and we're like, we're too smart for that now. We're going to just stare at a screen for three hours. And <laughs> right. How smart is that really? So how would you describe forest therapy? Like if you were to just boil that down to, you know, a, a brief description, what would that be? It's a, forest therapy is about reconnecting with nature and bathing your senses in it. So I'm not talking about you have to go climb a mountain or you have to go, you know, wild swimming in some freezing pond for three hours. I'm talking about literally taking your coffee outside in the morning rather than going straight onto your laptop. What about going out into your front garden and just actually observing the weather or listening to the birds, seeing if there's any different sort of like bees and butterflies, whatever's happening around your neighborhood. It can be as simple as like 20 minutes a day, I promise. Instead of meeting a friend for a coffee, how about grabbing the coffee to go and going for a walk with that coffee? And So there's so many different tweaks and it's about, you know, the sounds that can help you relax. It's about the sights that change how your brain works and how your brain connects to the world around you. It's about the feeling of, you know, a light breeze on your skin or getting caught in a rainstorm. It's about bathing your senses in nature and the numerous things that this helps. And so it sounds like it's really like a practice of mindfulness. Exactly. I mean, okay. absolutely. I would love it if it was always. Often, now I have, you know, a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. Often it's not mindful at all. It's more sure. like, please don't chase your sister with that like really long, dangerous looking stick. Or those <laughs> right. So often it's not very mindful at all times. Sometimes it is. So every morning now, you know, I was paying a gym membership and going to a gym with a friend. And we just decided last year, instead of doing that, we have a beauty spot that's a kind of a bit of a hike. It's a bit off-putting. But how about we do that every morning and we just walk, hike through the trees, up to the spot, take a minute to look at the Colorado River. I'm in Austin, Texas. So we, we hike up, have a beautiful view of the river, and then we hike our way down again. So, you know, that's how I incorporate it into my daily life. And that aspect with a friend who will be quiet when, when needed, if mindful. Other times when I drag my children away from the school gates and say, right, we're playing outside for half an hour now, even though sometimes they're hungry or they're tired or they want to look at a screen. I'm like, no, no, you'll always feel better. You never regret getting outside into nature. Sure. So that's what's that. Yeah. No, well, so it sounds like it's something that's just very, it's very, very feasible. It's something that anyone can do. Like you're saying, you're not suggesting that people have to go to a forest every day, but just getting in the fresh air is, sounds like that's the crucial part. Well, there's so many studies that show that even just looking at a scene from nature for a few minutes a day helps you. It lowers your cortisol levels. 
it um, boosts the serotonin in your body. So, you know, even if you can't get outside, even if the weather really is off-putting, just sitting by a window and observing how the clouds are moving or listening to the rain, looking out at a sea of green or blue. I mean, even those things have positive effects on your mood. And it, I, I call it a greed prescription. So I say to me and my kids, I'm like, right, we've all got a greed prescription now. We have to get a certain amount of connection with nature every day because it will help us. It helps us get on like low, boost our low moods. It helps get rid of anxiety. It helps us move our bodies. It helps sleep better. And then when you're actually outside as well, you know, it boosts your vitamin D, something that we're so lacking. There's, there's nothing, nothing at all, apart from maybe stand, you know, getting stung by a mosquito that can go wrong. We're like, you know, you're in nature, just it boosts every part of your well-being. Yes. Yeah, so many benefits. What are some ideas that you, you give to people? So I hear, you know, just get outside or go for walks. What are some other, I, I saw in your book, you have different ideas for like each season. So what would be a couple of those ideas that you give to people that's out of the norm? Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of taking indoor activities outside. We, sort of, we, we get stuck in habits or mindsets that we have to do things in, inside that really can be adapted outside easily. So, for example, my son is a huge Lego fanatic. But instead of him, you know, going up to his bedroom and building a castle, I sort of encourage him to take it outside. And then, you know, a castle, I mean, again, getting out into nature really boosts children's imagination as well. That's why so many schools are encouraging outdoor learning. And even, you know, big businesses now are taking their business meetings outside. So I tell him to take his Lego outside and then a castle made out of plastic bricks can suddenly have a moat. It can suddenly be on a hill, you know, and my daughter the same with her dolls or even her, like she's super into bunnies. So she has her stuffed bunnies and instead of having her tea party in the kitchen, she has it out, you know, in the forest. We can chat, like walk to a little bit and chat with her friends and they have like their tea parties in the forest. So, and, and again, as I said, things that you traditionally think you have to do inside, like meeting a friend for coffee or going to the gym or having a work meeting, they can all be easily transferred outside. And I think the, you know, the couple of years we've all had has really, this has been the biggest benefit from me. People have really embraced the idea of being outside. They want to feel healthier and happier and don't know how. And what I love so much about forest therapy is as you touched on, um, it doesn't cost any money. You don't need to have certain equipment. You don't need to be a certain fitness level or age, gender or anything. It's there for everyone. And really just adding 20 minutes a day will have, in, it will it's changed everything from your, your mood, your level of gratitude instantly. There is nothing more boost. That's such good information. Thank you so much. Where can our viewers find more about you and where can they find your book? Well, I'm on Instagram and I'm always posting pictures of like beautiful wildlife or, you know, beaches, lakes, rivers, et cetera. So I'm on Instagram. So please follow me there. And then my book is in all good shops and um, on websites now. And what's your Instagram handle? It's Sarah Lucy Ivans. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Calm, Cool and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram. And also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected.